Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're flaccid or biting, from box set to fog of writing, we're it's all been done. The podcast. He's a pinch of sweetness and a cup of angst. It's my co-host Evan. I never thought it'd be so easy because we're both so distant now and the walls are closing in on us and we're wondering how. No one has a solid answer. We're just casting in the dark and he can see the look by the look on my face that it's just tearing me apart. It's my co-host Saker. Um, what's which version of Down to Earth? Go ahead. Give me. Is that Bob Dylan? Is that a? Well, of course, this is Justin Bieber's 2009 version from his Japan special edition, My Worlds. Oh, delightful. And did you listen to that one for the podcast today? Uh, that's the one we're doing, right? That is correct. Um, so, yeah, what did you think of it? Uh, just out of curiosity. Are, well, you a, are you a believer? Uh, no. no. You're I not mean, a believer? I respect Justin Bieber's talent, but uh, his music has never resonated with me in the style to which uh, his 60 million fans... Uh, does do dim sure the 60 million fans resonate with you is what you're saying yes you yes <laughs> i would love no i would not love 60 million fans i would oh. be happy with maybe ten thousand fans okay that, that, i feel but like that's a, a respectable amount of fans would you fight with 60 million fans why why would that be a bad thing because that's the, that's at the point where like you get you go outside and people are taking your pictures and you can't go anywhere without somebody like coming up to you and talk, trying to talk to you like you're you're recognizable then I think with ten thousand yeah. fans you could you could get you get by where you need to go though somebody gets your groceries for you some you get somebody to go to the movies for you and then report on what the movie was like <laughs> and if they liked it or not get somebody to go out with your friends drinking and I mean what do you need to go out for uh, you know what quarantine has really taught me that I don't. So, See? okay, 60 million, you convinced me, 60 million fans. <laughs> okay, I'll take them. Thank you. When is the delivery? <laughs> I'll take all the believers. Wait, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, what if what if there was a perfect Venn diagram between believer believers and uh, dickheads? What do you call your fans? Uh, no, nothing. I don't have any. I don't have any fansaker. You doubt you've been, your stories are in magazines. You've written books. You have fans. Yeah, we'll see about that. I call oh them um, I call them Justin because <laughs> <laughs> the one guy who wrote you a fan letter. Yeah, yeah, I call him I call him Justin and he's very how many, nice. How many fans do you think the Brennan Good Ladies have? Do you think they're bigger or smaller than Justin Bieber, another Canadian export much, at this point in time? Well, at this point in time, much smaller. Right. At their heights, cuz I think Justin Bieber has passed his he's on the parabola. He's passed the uh the, the highest point, right? I don't know. 2020's Yummy, Yummy, Yum, 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 Yummy song was, uh, it was a pretty big hit. Yummy, Yummy. That song is a nightmare. Yeah, that song is, <laughs> like, have you seen the video for that one? No, thank God. It is not. as disgusting as the song. <laughs> what, why did you watch, were you doing a lot of Justin Bieber research today? Yeah, yeah, because sometimes when I do quotes from other songs, you like quiz me on them. <laughs> so now I have to like, now I have to do ancillary research when I start to like go off on another thing. Sure. Well, so. and you you still have not answered me to my satisfaction. At their height, who do you think was bigger, the Beebs or the Bean? Uh, I think the Beebs. I have to say, really? The yeah, I feel like I feel like when you appeal to tweens, you uh, you have a for some reason I feel like it's a much wider audience than like alt rock fans. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's probably true. I'd imagine. Um, yeah, and he was kind of a cultural, although the Brannican ladies were a cultural phenomenon, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I, also, fans is hard to describe. People who've heard one week are not mm-hmm. always fans. 
I mean, I don't know. Who's a, They bought a disc? They bought yeah. an album? Yeah, and I think that, like, Bare Naked Ladies at their height were selling out stadiums, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Biebs at his height was selling out stadiums, and I feel like he had a longer parabola than the BN, the Beanake boys. Yeah, that's true. Will he have the longevity? Oh, now that's the real question. I don't know. He can mildly... I mean, he's re- reinvented himself a la Miley E. Miley e. Cyrus. E stands for <laughs> eclectic. Is she Wiley Coyote's uh, uh, little sister? Miley E. Cyrus. No, because her last name is Cyrus and his last name is Coyote. Yeah, I don't know if you know how... I don't know, if you, know, yeah, I don't know how, if you know how names work. I don't know if you know how blended families work, Evan, but you can have the different last names. So you're saying that her father, Billy Ray uh-huh. Cyrus had sex with a coyote with pamela coyote pamela coyote back in like the 30s before he was born and <laughs> gave birth correct. to wild e coyote well why, and why he took his mom's last, last name and then his father's middle name because billy e ray cyrus <laughs> <laughs> the e stands for electronic with his name it's yes. an electronic ray yeah what do you think the uh, e and wild e coyote stands for um, I'm, I'm sure there is a canon answer, but let's both guess and then I'll look it up. So while E coyote, you guess, I think, okay. I think it probably stands for Eggman. I was thinking en- entrails. <laughs> entrails. Both good answers. Uh, let's see what the actual answer is. While E coyote. I bet it's Everett or something like that. Uh, do you think it's a real name? I bet it God, is. I hope not. I hope it's like evil or some dumb shit. Uh, are you ready for this? Uh, Wild E. Coyote. Uh-huh. Mm, you got there. It is Ethelbert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems about right, like, up the Looney Tunes alley, right? That sucks, though. That's that's so that's trying so hard to be funny. Well, I mean, it was funny back before we knew what funny was. I, that's just, like, lol random. My middle name is Ethelbert. Isn't that funny? Yeah, but, like, before the internet, lol random... I mean, even during the time of the internet, lol random is a big is a big thing. It has 60 million fans. It is it is weird to see how uh, humor changes generationally because now we look down upon lol random when it was kind of our humor growing up on the early internet. Mm-hmm. But now what is funny is, like, complete absurdism. Mm-hmm. Just like absolute the memes today are meaningless i have a student today who who his favorite meme is it's the word green except instead of green it's greeb and it's it's like distorted <laughs> okay That's I, really, the meme. I really like that one though <laughs> it's like, i love it i love it all but it makes zero sense yeah, i hope that i hope that i know that like humor is generational and subjective but i hope whatever comes after this like absurdism is something that I also enjoy, or I Mm. hope it doesn't go back to like Ethelbert. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it doesn't go back to like racist caricatures. I hope it doesn't loop around. I feel like that's not going to happen given the general progression of our society, but you know what? If the last five years have taught me anything is that I don't know anything. (laughs) You always want to defy your parents and rebel. Mm -hmm. So now that we are having children are being, you know, probably a a pretty woke generation, I would say. I assume that our kids are going to be incredible shitheads, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I don't know. I hope I hope our children are cool. (laughs) Children are cool. I'm going to make a I'm going to make a I'm going to prognosticate that some of them will be and some of them won't be. Okay, out of our children, though, there's two of them. So which uh, will be and which won't be? Well, um, foo, foo, foo. I feel like you're, I feel like your kid's pretty much doomed from okay. the start. Yeah. And why is that? Oh, I don't know. He's just, he just, get, he's getting it from both barrels. 
that's he's got the bat he's got the bad genes he's got the bad upbringing god damn <laughs> hot damn i'm coming that's in rough. i'm coming in cruel you are coming in cruel damn this is one of the uh the ways that you thought of a couple episodes ago to destroy me right no no making f- gently making fun of your kid <laughs> is not going to destroy you bud no i don't give a shit if you make fun of my kid but you said he had a bad upbringing and that impugns me and mm, that's when i mm, take offense mm. or i said he had bad genes too which also impugns your impugns your fashion taste that is that is also true that it, well to be fair he has inherited 90 percent of his clothes from you and i inherited them from baron trump <laughs> did you really are you friends yeah. with the trump family no 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 not anymore <laughs> okay there was a falling out well i mean some of them were nice at one point uh-huh Right, the, the ones Around you the... don't, the ones you don't really hear about ever. Oh, okay. Uh, tri- Tiffany, Triffany. You're, you're a fan. You're, you're a Triffany fan. Yeah, I used to do like a. We, I won the like Eric Trump lookalike contest once. And, you uh, do. You look a lot like Eric Trump. And that was a. Uh, I got to have coffee with Eric Trump, and uh, you know, just kind of a. You, you, once you see him on TV, you got you got it all. That's the whole <laughs> the whole Trump package. Once you pop, you just can't stop with Eric Trump. No, once you pop, you're pretty much done <laughs> it's you pop you have you've had enough time to go back to bed yes absolutely As but i did i did manage to steal a bunch of their baby clothes oh that's very nice okay well thank you for passing those along to me mm-hmm. i was wondering why the tags all said donnie in their labels in back mm-hmm. it little, said donnie, little, little donnie little donnie don't forget to wear a diaper when you <laughs> to, wear your, to your state of the union <laughs> to your state of the union because he still wears 12-month-old jeans, <laughs> Donald Trump. He can squeeze in. The dude has a figure. I'll yeah, say that for he's him. got something. <laughs> he is a figure eight. What does that mean? He is infinite. I don't only, when he lays, only when he lays down. When he lays down. He splays out, as we always splay on this podcast. Ebbo, mm. I didn't know. I didn't forget that we were recording today. Mm-hmm. But I did forget that we were recording at this moment. I was sitting at my computer, leisurely browsing through pictures from 2004 when I was getting a Skype call from my friend Evan. <laughs> leisurely browsing through 2004. I don't know. I just got a new computer, and so I transferred everything over. And I have become, I'm, I'm mired in nostalgia at this point. Do you ever get in those moods? Yeah, where you look at pictures of the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> this and isn't makes, an alien. Yeah, our... Uh, uh, and social media makes it so easy to do that, right? Because they're all true. sort of they're all sort of curated for you. Yes, this is true. Yeah, um, I went to a Bare Naked Ladies concert around the time of two thousand two or so, and mm-hmm. I didn't take any pictures from it. I wish I had. Uh, I don't think I have a single picture from any Bare Naked Lady concert I went to. Um, oh, we talked about this before. How many yeah, like been three, to? I think. Damn, what a bummer! What a bummer! Well, bud, we'll take. I pictures. still have mental pictures. I remember them. We'll take pictures next year because they've officially pushed our concert back to July 20th, 2021. Okay. It does not affect you. Ebbo, shall we get to this week's song? Please. Okay. This week's song is called If I Had a Million Dollars. If I had a... I forgot what this song is. This week's song is called Down to Earth. (laughs) And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. show i don't mind that if the show is worth watching but it's all bark and no tree what's more all right down to earth 
Uh, this is a this is a big boy. Here's yeah. what here's what I felt like. I felt like if there were going to be a single off of Blommen, this would have been it, right? Absolutely. It is my favorite song on the uh, album thus far. Y- y- wow, really? Yeah. It, but Goodness. I don't, I'm tipping my hand. I liked this song more than literally any of the three songs that came before it. Uh, well, this is song or five. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're we just can, breezing through them. Well, yeah. And then I liked it more than the three songs that came before it. And then a <laughs> so lot you more love than Serendipity. The, the, first, the first one. <laughs> okay, I see. Uh, I I would probably agree. No, one and only. I thought it was a fucking jam so far. See, I thought that you would hate this song. Why? And here's why. This song felt so much to me like Wind It Up. It felt like a like a coordinated pop jam. Like, I am going to make a song specifically for the radio, and here's what it's going to sound like. Do you not agree? I don't disagree. But <laughs> where Wind It Up felt like sort of a rock song this feels Uh like this feels like alternative as fuck so that's the difference for me the difference is like the same with uh um uh you just they just did a better job this song is a better song than wind it up (laughs) i mean i love it's true it is difficult to have a, a music podcast where we don't just devolve into like this song is good. The other song is bad to me as a person. <laughs> like, it's so subjective. Well, I mean, but... from my from my musical taste palette, like you know, I got into rock in the late '90s, early aughts with like the alternative movement. So this mm-hmm. is alternative as fuck. Like, I could see this song if the lyrics were different, being sung by like the Gin Blossoms or Foo Fighters or Arctic Monkeys or the Strokes or Dishwalla or some you know somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, this definitely felt like kind of a late 90s song to me. Like, mm-hmm. es- especially the chorus, the beginning of it. Hey, now wake up and lose the makeup. She makes you want to know her. And lose the felt like a it gave me this nostalgic like blues traveler like she's beautiful when she's not wearing any makeup like that felt like a lot of 90s like (laughs) i want to know you girl you're so good like i don't know It, it felt it felt very reminiscent of songs of that era i would agree with you um yeah, this is a this is an interesting one. I agree with you, uh, I, and I was actually pleased because uh, I saw this was an Ed song, and I mm-hmm. thought to myself, oh, I wonder if we're gonna get down to earth. Sounds like it could be a very country title, um, but no, I was I was very pleased when it started out so so poppy, so alty. I did mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this was a this was a definitely a fun one. I, I would say that 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 '90s throwback definitely is true. Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, Kev's Tweedly Keys, like he was, he was up in the mix, and I'm loving that Kev on those synthies. For sure, uh, those he had kind of a sireny synth sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wondered uh, uh, what they would sound like in isolation if you took all the other instruments out. To me, they would sort of sound like those like <laughs> poles that you hold and then turn upside down, like. You never, you never want to isolate Kevin though, because when you isolate him, you can hear his breathing. Because, <laughs> and he's he sounds like he's in pain. Like he's always like, <gasps> as he as he, they, and they turn that down in the mix. Like they they isolate, sure. they remove that. But like when you isolate his keys, you just hear him sort of groaning and, and like snorting and you can hear him very soft. <laughs> it's like he's trying to weeping. pass an egg or something. 
Yeah, that's that is true. Uh, I did pick up a little bit of that on this track. Yeah. Is a soft weeping in the background. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. the, just like a whisper before the, the second chorus. Like not again. <laughs> Please Have no you, more. Remember when we saw them in concert last time? And Kev, every time he put his fingers on the keyboard, it looked like he was in serious <laughs> physical pain. He's yeah. powerful, but it does something to his body. Yeah, I mean, touching his keyboard is like completing the circuit. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. <laughs> sends volts through his body. His hair stands up on end. Um, I did. I thought that you would. There's a lot that I was thinking of you, buddy. I was thinking of you in this song. I thought that you would hate Kevin's like skittery space noises. He's like, oh no, no, no! I love those skittery space noises. You did satellite. So there are very few times you put like those like noises in there that i don't like them <laughs> like, why would you think i would not like them i've been like a fan of them every time because it I, don't, I i feel like there was a song and you're asking me for receipts that i can't give you but i feel like there was a song <laughs> where you're just like oh these fucking noises but you're right you loved them in king of bedside manor you i think you love them most of the time um yeah he they <laughs> occasionally it does sound like him going like wee wee <laughs> we're having fun <laughs> it's a very joyful synth and I mean, like uh, the the like the high pitch, like wee wee wee. That's like straight from alcohol. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote that they were sireny. I bet he's using the exact same patch on here. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh boy, yeah, this is right up your alley, isn't it? We've got some alcohol refs here. We've got some alt jams. Um, yeah, there's. I think instrumentally, there's a lot of of stuff going on here. That crunchy riff in the background that just kind of keeps repeating is oh, very yeah. very cool. I love then, that a lot. And you know I love me when Tyler goes on beat on the uh, uh, chorus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are a fan. God, I could probably, you could, I could procedurally generate a Bare Naked Lady song that you would enjoy. It's got the alcohol siren synths. It's got mm-hmm. blippity bloops and cartoon noises. Mm-hmm. On the chorus, Ty hits drums on the, the ones and twos. Yep. Uh, Ed is probably, I think it's an Ed song. I think you're, you like an Ed song better than a Steve song. Is that right? Well... Wait, is Ed singing or did Ed write it? Yeah, Ed wrote it and Steve is singing it. That's what I like. Okay. That's what I like. That's what, that's what you got to give me. <laughs> Kev contributed. Everybody's doing melody or harmony. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, here's here's some stuff I didn't like about this. Is there anything you didn't like about it just right off the bat? Uh, the fact that I have to review it on a podcast. <laughs> okay sure absolutely besides for the meta sense that your child was screaming at you the whole time you were daddy's trying to listen to another bare naked lady song little boy yeah <laughs> please stop bothering me come and look at my poop it's a big <laughs> one you're gonna like that you see here <laughs> i put a princess on it and slime in it um the, the bridge didn't stand out to me usually we have a bare naked bridge where it's like boom that's the big thing but in mm-hmm. this one it's just like you know nothing it's like making love to a tv like the bridge is self-descriptive mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of novel but it's miles away from satisfying well, there was nothing to it it was just like we need to break up the verses and choruses somehow yeah. let's just do like kind of a generic e and, and even then i thought it was kind of samey to the verses Okay, so so your problem with the bridge was that it didn't stand out to you. Yeah. It was just a regular bridge. It wasn't because they've done such a high they have had, had such high quality bridges. You were looking for something more. The bar is high. Well, I would say that the song is good, so they don't need to put anything more. That would that would have been a hat on a hat for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. If they suddenly okay. like went into like a seventies, like slow jam and uh, talked about Brian Wilson for a little bit, you would have liked it more. I, I, I think I may have. Yeah. Or if that just went. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pitch it back to Gordon. I just, I want to hear them do a Gordon melody in the middle of this song. I want you them want to break them to it switch down. to, to rush or Charlie, the Charlie Brown theme. Fucking, if we had a couple refs in this song, that's great. If in the middle of the song, they just went doo 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 and just, that would be great. I'd be down for that. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, they, they do have a high bar to clear. Not that that's bad, but this song, this song to me is like, I, I mean, it was kind of like a piece of white bread. Like it was filling. It was fine. It wasn't super well, that's, great. That's basically alternative rock, though. It's just a piece of white bread. Yeah, I think alternative rock lives and dies by nostalgia, right? I don't think if you if you played Gin Blossoms for your son, he wouldn't be like, Daddy, this fucking slaps. He would be like... like, I think that there... I mean, like most styles of music, there are some standouts that I think will hang out, hang around for a while. Really? What do you feel like hangs around from the alternative music scene now? Nirvana. That's yeah. grunge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it, it is grunge. But I think, I think, well, I don't really know what alternative music is. Alternative music was just any rock sounding thing that got yeah. put out between like 90 and 2001 yeah like yeah That's that was alternative true. basically like green day or something like that but i think there are i mean there are good songs that came out that came out of that movement yeah I, I think as a whole it's not gonna like it's not like ska my dear dearly departed beloved ska where i love it so dearly and so to my heart but like it's you know 30 years from now like nobody but like hipster purists are going to be listening to the, like like the uh, summer of ska stuff right yeah i guess that's true but i don't i i can't think of a song that i could play that today's generation would be like oh cool alternative music is cool now i get it i understand it i like it like i don't know it just seems like it it, it was a product of its time which is fine there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that um but yeah i don't know i don't know i forgot how we got here Know. Now, now I kind of want to put together a song of alternative rock staples to play for my son. Yeah, dude, I'm very curious to see. Well, what I, do, you I, I, I kind of actually do that because there's a lot of alternative rock on my car mix. So, oh really? Mm-hmm. Does he? Does he specifically? Because no, I know that he likes he likes rockabilly. Does he really? Yeah, he, he likes the rockabilly intros. I don't know why. Very strange. I, Are I there... like rockabilly, so I got no problem with it. No, of course not. Are there songs that he gloms onto? Does he say, "Daddy, play snack time again"? No, he, yeah, well, yeah, he he likes the uh, well, you're not gonna the phenomenots. Uh, he likes the phenomenots. They're a rockabilly like space band, and they sing. They're a rockabilly band that sings about space. He That's likes them. really he cool. likes them a lot. That's really cool. Okay, and we're gonna put in a phenomenot song right here. <laughs> Good luck finding a good one because they were kind of hidden. I'll, I'll, I'll send you one. Okay, thank you. Um, so this, the via sad. Okay, so let's let's get into lyrics. Now I I want to hop back because this song is lazily titled, right? Like it's. I feel like uh, this song is called Down to Earth, but it's about someone who's not. <laughs> like it's a very like the most. Uh, basic form of bait and switch, right? This bare naked lady's pivot um, mm-hmm. is kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, just right all, all up there in the title. Well, is the uh, um, is the person who's down to earth the person who's romancing this person? No, I think it's it's the romancee. 
the the subject of the song, right? They are the ones who are down to earth. Dot 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 via saddle. Satellite. Right. Hmm. The whole thing is like they're not down to earth. They're they're like the the whole idea is like the, the nine. This is a perfectly ninety song because the song could be called Down to Earth. Not <laughs> like. <laughs> Kind of, I mean, isn't that the idea that you got from it? Yeah, I guess. I think that, like, I think it's about, it was like if Aluminum and Celebrity had a baby. Yes. The two, those two songs. Yes. And I think it's Aluminum, but, like, a slightly nicer version. Yeah. I I feel like maybe even on another Ed song, I feel like this could be about the same subject as Aluminum. I don't know who that song is about, but it's certainly, if Ed had somebody in mind... Definitely, you know, Down to Earth has a lot of the same themes and ideas. Um, Ed does not like this person, but not so much that he isn't willing to rehabilitate them, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, he he's clearly he wants to be, to be in there. He, I don't know, um, you know, he, he thinks that this person is novel. Uh, he thinks that, you know, people want to know her. I don't know. I, I feel like this person has a good core to them, but Ed just doesn't like them for some reason. Um, I don't, did you have a read on, on the narrator's opinion of the character? I don't... Yeah, it's it's hard because I didn't know... Because he talks about you and she a lot, and I don't know if you and she are the same person. I I think so, right? I think they have to be. Uh, although, I, you're right. I don't know why he switches between second and third person. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You know what? I hadn't noticed that until you said it. I just kind of assumed that they were. Um, but but if they're not, then we don't have, I feel like we don't have enough information on either of them to really make a conclusion on them. Uh, do you agree? Uh, Yeah, I think that, I mean, we're just, I, I don't, I feel like he's talking about the same person and I feel like you're right, but there's a chance he could be talking about two different people. So he's describing like a romance He's he's describing it in the third person, like he's he's seeing like some celebutante and then some like non-celebutante coming together. I guess, but he seems to have the same opinion of both of them, right? With the you, um, you know, he says, you know, you've got mm-hmm. the right message, the wrong intentions. Uh, it's all bark and no tree, which is a great Bandicoot Ladies trip pivot. I love that. The show is worth watching, but it's all bark and no tree. What's more ironic than- and then in the chorus, when it talks about her, you know, she, you know, actually, he doesn't really say anything about her. She makes you want to know her when you don't know what it's worth. You really want to show her how she's just so down to earth via satellite. So clearly, like, the via satellite part is like, oh, she's actually pretty spacey. She's not down to earth at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Then we pop back to the use for the verses. I don't mind. It's confusing, but we're not. Ed's not writing a novel here. He's writing a song. And I think or that's is okay. He? Do you think this is an excerpt from his novel? <laughs> this is fan fiction? Yeah, could it be? I, I don't know. Okay, well, analyze it as a writer, Evan Dickin, of Rocket Dinosaur Magazine. Shut up. <laughs> are you Are you busy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty busy right now. I got, I got work to do. I'm going to go back and, and do some work at home. <laughs> Should I let you go? <laughs> <laughs> no. um okay um yeah cl- classic pivot with all bark and no tree um but i kind of thought the down to earth via satellite was not satisfying i mean i liked i like the way it was delivered i like the cut on mm-hmm. uh via satellite every time because it pushes the, the that unbelievably dry punchline home it should get old for me 
but it doesn't. It's like watching Borat. Like every time he goes, not like it's still funny <laughs> to me. I, I still enjoyed it. Um, and that final uh, via satellite where the song just cuts at the end. I love songs <laughs> that just cut. I love a not fade out. I love a I love a good a good hard punch in the gut. Good punch in the blump. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I feel like for me it's again like aluminum slash celebrity. Like it's somebody who is fixating on somebody who they don't really know. Yeah. And then they're going sort of like um incel MRA on it where they're like you know, you're just so fake, you're a stupid piece of shit because you won't, you know, give me the time of day sort of thing. So I feel like the narrator's not a very good guy. That That's possible, especially with the line that I've said several times now, which is lose the makeup, which mm-hmm. is like, like, that is very kind of MRA. But I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't feel like this guy's bad. You're right. I don't, we don't have any concept of how these two know each other. He He has a lot of opinions on this woman, but... Yeah, there's yeah, really. I think, he's, uh, I think he's stalking her, and he's going to kill her. <laughs> really? Is that your? Yeah, thoughts? maybe this is a maybe this is straw hat. This is a straw hat and old dirty <laughs> Hank. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe these all take place in the 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 same universe. The ladyverse. The ladyverse. Yes, where everyone is Steve Red. Um. Yeah. I guess. I guess I thought that they had a close relationship because. He talks about her friends a lot, right? Uh, there's no better friends than the kind you pay. If they don't balance, the door will keep revolving. And your hangers-on say it's a great deal. From your hangers-on say it's a great deal. What you um, so he seems to know her circle, her inner circle. But I guess we know celebrities' friends, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is 2006, right? This is like the, the high time of celebutants, right? Yeah, I guess so. So he's probably watching like the reality show that she's on. So that's probably what it is. He's, he's like seen her in movies and whatnot. Yeah. And he's got sort of, you know, some people are just for show. I don't mind if the show's worth watching sort of thing. Yeah. All bark and no tree. Like, I feel like this is this is a star who, uh, who's all flash and no substance. Yeah. And, yeah who's famous he, for just being famous. He does mention limousines and Versace. And I suppose if it was just some random girl he knew, she probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be doing that. So you're right. Fuck. Maybe this is a a celebrity that he's stalking. Oh man, this is a real well. Along that line, I'm gonna hop to my YouTube comment of the day. Can I do that? Are we too <laughs> yes. soon? No, no, no. Please remember, I want so, these episodes to be around an hour long. So these these are a set of two comments from someone named Blue Guitar Blue. Mm-hmm. One on the regular, uh, down to earth, and one on the bathroom session. On the regular, he said, via satellite. Crooks and cowards never asked for this, thieves. Jehovah, make it go away. <laughs> Which made me think, like, oh no, he thinks that Steve is singing to him. Like, <laughs> and on the bathroom session, he says, via satellite. Hmm. Strange and cruel, really. I don't remember anyone asking my permission to be in a reality show. I didn't sign a contract or receive a dime. Seems that your invasion of my privacy is criminal. You snakes covered your crimes almost as good as Kissinger. But the truth will come out and I will be recompensated. I don't give a damn about what you have to say about me. Dirt. I'll still sue you for hijacking my life and privacy violation, as well as the others violated. Do you think that's Andy Cregan? I I don't know. Actually, Ev, because of my tireless research, we know Andy Cregan's YouTube name, and that is uh, not Andy Cregan. It could be an alt. It could be an alt. It could be an alt. Do you think it's the jilted seventh barenaked lady? Oh, shit, wait. Sixth barenaked? No, seventh. Seventh. I was there. Tommy Cregan. 
Uh, the, I believe it was in the Game Boy game. There is a third Cregan brother. Um, little, to- little Tommy Cregan. But this one, I mean, this guy, Blue Guitar Blue, kind of maybe uh, uh, really took the message home about, you know, stalking a celebrity and, mm-hmm. and thinking that it's all about you when, in fact, um, it is not. So, yeah, kind of interesting that, that I never put that together. There's a very thematic link between the two. Um, there's Here's the shittiest part of this song. The end of the second verse. Let mm-hmm. me just lay it out for you. I'll play the clip right here for the listeners. How'd you manage that with the recipe involving just a pinch of sweetness and a cup of angst? Mix it up. You're the all-purpose flower. Though it looks delicious, something smells bad. I don't think I'd last that half an hour with you. How'd you manage that with the recipe involving just a pinch of sweetness and a cup of angst? Mix it all up. You're the all-purpose flower. Though it looks delicious, something smells bad. I don't think I'd last a half an hour with you. Okay. So, here we go. She doesn't have any friends that aren't after her money because she is only a little sweet, mm-hmm. very angsty, the all-purpose flower? What the fuck? Did, this metaphor just falls apart at the end well, of the line. I think he talks about, like, remember, he talks about her being a hippie before, like a fake hippie. Sure. So I think flower, he was, it's one of these pivot lines where he's talking about not only is she a flower in that she's trying to hold everything together, but she's a flower in that she's like sort of a flower child, hippy-dippy sort of thing. Oh, that's an interesting thought. That's an interesting thought. Because to me, it felt like he was building to a big, grand metaphor here, right? Right up until that last line, though it looks delicious, something smells bad, I don't think I'd last a half an hour with you. I would never say that about, like, rancid meat. I wouldn't last half an hour with that. <laughs> like, what a strange line. Well, can't... she smells bad because she's a hippie and she doesn't use deodorant. So why not say, like, I don't think... Can I pitch you some alts for I don't think Please. I'd last a half an hour with you? <laughs> Tried to make it sweet, but it baked up sour. That's way better than half an hour, right? Because that's that's what we're trying to, to rhyme here, Okay. Uh, expired pieces just tend to overpower it <laughs> because uh, I mean he adds with you on the end so I'm gonna add overpower it hey now okay what about I couldn't last the day no no Jack Bauer with you that one <laughs> I really that's the one oh, that's specificity is the soul of narrative <laughs> that's the line uh, Ed talk I about wanna... a flash in the pan 24 <laughs> 24? Didn't it have a revival series and everything? It was big. Oh, yeah. It was big. I mean, I remember watching three quarters of the first season and just being so bored by it Mm. because it was just so... Like, it was... Everyone got captured and then they got out only to be (laughs) recaptured. Like, every episode had to end on such a cliffhanger that they couldn't have any, like... Nothing had any st- like it. It had so much stakes that everything had stakes, so nothing had stakes. Sure, yeah. And I just got tired of his daughter getting kidnapped over and over again. <laughs> it is very funny. That might work on a different show, but the fact that his daughter's getting kidnapped every hour on the hour is very funny. You're right. <laughs> but she gets out, and then she she gets captured again. Sure, absolutely. That's the way it's got to be, buddy. That's the way it's got to be when you're Jack yeah. Bauer. Um, yeah, I I do think that Ed is doing a remarkably good job putting an appropriate amount of syllables into each line. I know <laughs> we've had problems with this before Yeah, yeah, yeah. because this song is kind of rap adjacent. He's really mm-hmm. kind of like, he's laying it down. It's kind of like talk singing a lot of the time, but he's being very appropriate. I was proud of my Eddie boy here. He did good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what, I'm not sure. Did you, did you hear, is Steve doing the backing here? I couldn't tell. Yeah. I think they all are. Okay. 
All right. I kind of wonder, like, if it is Steve or whoever it is, the falsetto is great. Um, I wonder how he felt about this song. Because, like, it felt like a hit, even though it got mm-hmm. relegated to the B-Sides album. I just kind of wondered if he felt like, this should be my song. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was too fast for him. I don't know. Like, <sighs> Steve's good at belting stuff. And he has mm. got a... I, I like Steve's voice better than Ed, but Ed's. But I think there are, there are a few songs where I wouldn't prefer Steve to sing it. But this is one that I really liked Ed singing. Yeah, yeah. I think like Ed's voice did really well with this. Yeah, man, it 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 blindsided me that you liked this and didn't like wind it up. I feel like they're so 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 similar. But well, I guess you need to rarefy your musical taste because they're completely so. different. I guess so. Uh, Ev, shall we talk about some other versions of this song? Shall we do it? Uh, bathroom session. Any notes? Uh, nope. I saw yep. it. It was us. It was this song. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> Same goes for say. Ships and Dip Five. Just a good old song. I thought interesting there was no lyric book so i kind of took it that ed must like this song a lot like mm-hmm. he seemed into it and he, he knew all the lyrics he did change did you catch the line he changed no he changed making love to a tv to making love with a vd <laughs> yikes <laughs> what, what a change that really changes the uh, uh tenor of that it sure does it's kind of novel but it's but miles, miles away when it's burning the whole time damn son um that's it i think my favorite was uh did you see the one at newcastle on ty's birthday i only watched one live one because i was so sick of this song after a while oh see Tell i like this it. song so i actually looked for it, it were it i mean it's just them playing the song and it's bad audio quality but but it's there's like a five minute talk before because it's tyler's birthday so oh, Edward, cool. ed starts wishing tyler a happy birthday and then like it goes into a segue about his nails and um so, wait listeners, ed's if or gross, ty's ed, ed Okay. Talks about his fingernails. And oh, hey, um, listeners, you might want to hit the fast forward 30 button if the toe thing <laughs> creeped you out. So Ed's finger, Ed apparently in his strumming pattern, uh, wears on his two fingernails. He talks about going to like a, a nail salon in, I don't know, Surrey or Brighton or whatever the fuck he is, some somewhere in Britain. And like, uh, uh, oh, Newcastle. I don't know why I said Surrey <laughs> I or Brighton. But yeah. um, and he goes there to get his nails filed down because at a previous show he had let them grow too long and when he strummed it with his two fingers on the final upstroke the string caught his fingernail and ripped both of them off jesus christ holy lord and then the crowd just filed out and went home <laughs> they were like and then, the and then kevin over. kevin leans into the microphone and goes it's really cool that ed can now play with a pick made from his own fingernails <laughs> oh jesus is that real <laughs> That is 100% real. Fucking Kev is a nightmare, man. <laughs> he lives somewhere in between perfect cloud child and like hell demon in my brain. I don't know why. Oh, no, he's he's an aloof gloom demon. An aloof gloom demon. Is that like a glint a glint door elf or yeah, a glint door elf? Okay, good. I've forgotten. <laughs> Mentioned it on the last 3 episodes and I just can't get it fucking straight. Gl- yeah, like Gwildor from the He-Man movie. There it is. That's what I was looking for. Um Ebbo, that's all I had about this song. Anything else? Nope. Okay, well then why don't you tell me about how this song is like a dating sim. Yeah, I could. Please, do. I will. (laughs) This was a hard one for me because there are so many good dating sims where you date celebrities. Um, Like Kiss Paris Hilton. I don't know if you ever played that one. You know I did. It's not a dating sim per se. Uh, It's... It's called Kiss Paris Hilton, but you never actually kiss Paris Hilton. Bummer. You're just trying to get her to kiss her a, a string of her boyfriends in bizarre situations. So um, you 
make you're you're just trying to get her to kiss her boyfriends and also get in the way of other people finding out that she's kissing her boyfriend. Like the first stage, she's on a flying roller coaster in the savannah trying to kiss Jared Leto. A flying and roller coaster? A flying roller coaster in the savannah trying to kiss Jared Leto. Wait, wait. And she's going up and down. And you've got to make them kiss. But if anybody sees them kissing, they will throw uh, soda cans and beach balls at her. Okay. <laughs> Can you explain what a flying roller coaster is? It's like a roller coaster <laughs> that never ends. <laughs> And has no, it's just like the, the roller coaster track. Imagine sure. a roller coaster track. I'm with you. Just in the air without any support. Sure. And, you're, and it's just, you're just going up and down this roller coaster. This is some uh, fucking roller coaster tycoon shit. Where, yeah, where you just kill everyone. You launch them off at the end. Yeah. That's the flying roller coaster. That's they, okay. That's where they love to live. So but Jared actually, Leto is in the game. Yeah. Jared Leto, um, some 41s, Derek, Whit, Wibbly, um, Paris Latzes. Yeah, there's a lot of different stages where you uh she wants to kiss different people and did, you try to get you try to make sure that nobody sees her. Did you say them. Paris Latzes? Yeah. Did Paris Hilton date somebody named Paris Latzes? Apparently. That's a Paris. Light. I don't know who that is either. Okay. Mm. Uh that that sucks. All right, go ahead. But uh but the really one I wanted to do was uh it's just called Justin Bieber date. Okay. To get back to my original. That's why I was researching Justin Bieber. And that's how I found he had a song called Down to Earth. Got it. So this one, you are a unnamed whoever. And uh, you are <laughs> going to want, to, you want to get on a date with Justin Bieber. But the way you do that is by answering increasingly are like esoteric questions that he asks you about himself. Okay. So first thing you log onto the game and you get to decide what Justin Bieber is wearing, what his hairstyle is and what he's where you're going to meet him. Sure. Uh, but to do that, you have to accrue enough points uh, by answering questions like Justin Bieber was born on May 3rd to 1994. May 5th, 1994, March 3rd, 1994. Like you have to answer like a half a dozen questions and they get increasingly uh, more, uh, you know, just, you just have to display an encyclopedic knowledge of Justin Bieber's private life, which I think is what every celebrity loves. When someone just comes up to them on a plane, for instance, where they're wearing their like clogs and their uh, open vest and they've got their hair in the swoosh pattern and then they just begin rattling off details about their private life. You were born on March 5th, 1994. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so every stage gets more personal and more specific. Okay. As you date him. Like, you go to the park and you talk about, but you get a, like, every, t you have to answer his questions. And the more questions you answer, the bigger his smile gets. <laughs> okay. Does and it go you, off of his face at the I, I really wish it had started to get surreal, but it does not. <laughs> oh, damn. Other okay. than the fact that, so you basically answer these questions and it unlocks conversations with Justin Bieber you can have about okay. mundane subjects. Got it. And so you can get, like, invited backstage and you can dress him up and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I feel like that is basically, you know, this song in a nutshell. Right. Right. So, um, so Justin Bieber, you know, all flash. I don't know how much substance he has, but he doesn't seem like a super smart guy to me. Okay, sure. At least listening to him talk um, outside of his rapping. And I apologize to any Justin Bieber fans. We got a uh, lot of believers in the chat. Uh, maybe, maybe not. You know, they might set me straight with like his uh, PhD thesis or something. Why have they never done like a Canadian We Are the World with like Justin Bieber and the Bernicke Ladies, Celine Dion, Alanis Morissette. We get them all together in a room to do one big ass song. Getty Lee. Getty Lee. Hell yes. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to you know they you. Get, you know they get along. Oh yeah. 100%. They're so polite. All of them. Yeah. 
and uh, just a pin, just a pinch of sweetness and a cup of angst. That sounds like Justin Bieber to me. Sure does. Back in the day, he's a sweet little boy. Now he's a tattooed motherfucker, Miley Cy- Miley E. Cyrus motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> talking about yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, and I don't really know if there's anyone above Justin Bieber at this point. He's just sort of like topped out. He's at the top of his parabola, so to speak. Man, okay, if you say so. I feel like his parabola has topped a while ago, but all right, go ahead. You'll see. You'll see. I- just wait till, he, <laughs> wait till his breakout his breakout role. But yeah, I mean, this is just this could be about any celebutant. And sure. Justin Bieber isn't a celebutant. He's a singer with actual talent. Yes. So I mean, um, so it kind of it kind of breaks off there. That's why I wanted to like mix in like the Kiss Paris Hilton sort of thing. Sure, too. sure, sure. Absolutely. So that's my uh, that's my thing. It's that Ed play. Ed was uh, answering questions about Justin Bieber's personal life while mm-hmm. playing Kiss Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is funny, like, you could just look all that shit up, right? Like, when was his birthday? Okay, so you don't you have could, to be the biggest believer. You don't have to, yeah. But, I mean, you have to have be willing to put the time into it, right? Yeah. That and I don't feel like you're playing, like, date Justin Bieber if you just, just for, like, ironic laughs. Sure. Right? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So that's why I brought these two together, because if you if you remember, I was confused about who he's referring to. So the she refers to Paris Hilton, the you refers to Justin Bieber. Got it. Oh, you set me up. You knew that you were going to talk about this later, so you would it, it set this dichotomy, even though you know it was a false dichotomy and they're the same person, right? Mm-mm. Fucker. Oh. They're different people. <laughs> uh-uh. They're Justin Bieber. <laughs> Evan, <laughs> did you eat the cookies? Uh-uh. <laughs> Not me. Uh, all right. Uh, that's Somebody fair. took them and hid them behind my chair. <laughs> um, when you create the Justin Bieber at the beginning of the game with all the the belief points that you earn from answering trivia questions, you are creating a multiverse Bieber, right? I mean, like, do you uh, eventually when you go a to multiverse? La- I wish this game had like when you get to later stages, Justin Bieber's smile can extend off of the sides of his head, and he can just be so happy and love you so 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 much and want to kiss you. But also, like, you're on a date in the park, and you run into your friend, and they're Justin Bieber, and their Justin Bieber has a different hairstyle and a different outfit than yours, and the Justins look at each other, and you can see them, like, do big blinks, and, like, the frown starts to go off their face, it's so big, and you have to hustle away your Biebers quickly before their brains start to overload. That would be fun if you did like they just Dave- start asking each other questions about their life. <laughs> when were you born? Was it March 6th, 1994? <laughs> I I do I want David Lynch presents Kiss Justin Bieber or whatever uh, the game is called. Uh, da- <laughs> what is it? Data Data Bieber. It's called a uh, um, Justin Bieber date. That's with with a, with a elegant title like that. Who needs anything else? Justin Bieber date tells you everything you need to know in one little package. I love it. That's wonderful. Ebo, thank you for that in de- in detail detailed. In-depth analysis are the words I was looking for on Justin Bieber date. Not a problem. Always willing to do it. Um, would you rather date Bieber or the horse from My Horse Prince? Oh, God, Bieber. Okay. Let me do one more. I'm going to set up a bracket for you at the end of all of this. Would you rather date Bieber or the ship from Galaga? Ah, <sighs> uh, Galaga, I guess. Okay, good call. Good call. That's what I'd say, too. Let's get around to rating this song. <laughs> Evan, as usual, we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. We wear clothes, song bad. We know wear clothes, song good. As usual, Ev, we start with you. We're going to get a little time for our guests to think about it. So, Ev, what do you think this song is? Good, bad, naked, clothed, you let me know. 
The year is 2001, Space Odyssey. I am getting ready to go to a show. I'm really excited because it's a it's a cool alt-rock show that I've been waiting for for months, and I got permission from my parents to drive my friends there and use the car and whatnot because I'm in high school, mm-hmm. and I'm getting my um, my ripped jeans on. I'm getting my sweet uh, sandals. I'm getting my wallet chain and my shirt, and uh, I get I get there, and I'm, I just get all my friends in the car, and you know, like... You know when you're finally like free of your parents and you just feel that sense of like weight just lift like I can do anything now. Sure. I can I could I could blow up a I could blow up a building. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. I could eat a whole bag of nails. I could keep any my... car on the road. <laughs> That's right. Do you ever do that? Like ever think about that when you're driving? Yeah. Oh my god, just killing myself? Yeah. Like and I don't mean to to, you know. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just suicidal ideation like people have it who aren't suicidal, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just it's just a weird thought that pops into your head. You're like, huh? Yeah, I guess I could drive I, into that. Meridian. I actually dream about that a lot. Is just driving off bridges. Is that weird? What does that say about my life that I dream about? I just uh, want to throw it all down the drain. Almost certainly castration anxiety. Okay, got it. It's okay. always castration anxiety. Perfect. Right? If you're a man. Sure. Uh, or something about your mom. Yeah. Or I'm afraid my mom's gonna castrate me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So we're going to uh, we're going to this uh, sweet show, this awesome fucking amazing show, and we get there and. It's just empty. Like the the stage is empty. No one's in the the um, grass field or anything mm-hmm. like that. And we're just kind of walking around, and I like go onto the stage, and I'm like, we're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden, the curtain raises, and the stage was actually facing the other way. I'm on stage. Oh no! I'm none other than Kenny. Bieber, I am a I'm a smooth jazz performer slash heartthrob, and my friends they're not my friends they're my backing band. Oh shit! And I thought that I thought that I ha- I thought that they were re- re- thought that were my friends if they were really my friends, but really I just pay them to be around. And then my clothes rip off, and I'm sitting there in like tight jean shorts and a tight tank top shirt, and I'm just like pull out my clarinet my little uh whatever i do and i doodly do and i make the make the tweens cream their jeans sorry you think tweens are at this kenny geber show yeah i'm justin bieber but i play smooth jazz yeah you're kenny geber so it's so it's a uh, um i appeal to the tweens because i'm a young heartthrob but also i appeal to their mommies oh, I see. so it's like it's tweens and then like 30 somethings sure okay interesting Wow. The targeted, the double targeted demographic. So I'm in my short shorts. I'm in my tanky top. I'm doing my jibber jabs, my jives, and I'm playing a sweet baritone saxophone the whole time. I am, I am in no way impugning you because going first is much harder than going second. But thinking about the plot line of that story, you thought you were going to a show for a bit. I know that you were doing your thinking on the road there. But... I was doing, I was, a, I was going to a concert. The concert was my own. <laughs> right. But the fact that you didn't know, I wonder. It's like, what... a, it's like a Black Mirror episode. Sure. Yes, it is. In that it's I'll figure shitty. it out at the end. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was always, it was always bad. It was always bad. It was technology. What killed the oh, beast. Oh yeah. And by the way, I am, uh, I'm doing this show in a tiny little uh, clamshell that uh, a tweet one tween girl is holding <laughs> and but i'm but i'm real i'm really in there and i'm just forced to do this show forever and over buddha me buddha me um for me uh this song but anyway i love this i love the song good yes you had the shorts tank. in the tank yes shorts in the tank um this song is not me 
This song is another person. It's a woman that I'm going on a date with, right? I am I am in this story, I it's it's pre it's like open season saker, like 2011 saker, and he's like I'm going to get a hot date with a girl this evening, and I find my date on whatever Duck existed hunt. back then, okay Cupid, Squinder, Squantle. Uh, and uh, we go out for Red Lobster, eat all the cheddar biscuits we can. <laughs> Squinter is like, um, it's like Tinder, but the pictures come like, like, and they're all really far away. So you have to like, you have to like terrible <laughs> resolution. You, yeah, you try and make them bigger, and you can't. So you kind of have to like hold it like at arm's length, yeah. and like just kind of squint your eyes and see if they, yeah. it. It does narrow the playing field because she's yeah. a she's a dime piece. She's a real smoke show, and I'm me. So, like, because she was trying to squint at me, she thought I could be attractive. But, anyway, I got lucky on this one. Um, so, uh, we're there, and I'm like, uh, do you want to, you know, let's bring this back to my place. She says, all right, yeah, that sounds good. We get back to my place, and I say, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to wear all that makeup, you know. And she says, oh, okay. And so, she takes a, right in front of me, she just wets a rag, and she starts wiping it away. And as she wipes it away, I see her, I, and you know, I see her natural beauty, and I say, "Gosh, you're beautiful." And she says, "Hold on, you said to take my makeup off." And she's wearing like this, uh, this very this this nice top and this skirt, and she looks very pretty. And she keeps wiping and wiping, and I see muscle, and I say, "No, no, no, you don't have to take your makeup off anymore." And then I see bone, and then she just keeps wiping mm-hmm. and wiping, and soon the bone is gone. And then, but her hand is still moving, and she's wiping, and soon her body is just gone, and she's a pile of clothes on the floor, a camisole, and a skirt, and shoes, flats, and stockings, and like, there's not a ton of clothes there, but there's also not a person. I think this song is fine. It's not showing a whole lot of skin, but it's also not wearing a whole lot of clothes. I think it's it's fine. I think this song is good. Um, it's it's the lack of a person. It's not personable at all. It sounds like it was churned out of the alt-pop machine of the late 90s, early 2000s. And I'm fine with that. It's good. But uh, I don't know. And then I get really drunk and I lay on the floor and try on her camisole. Mm. that's how it goes and she'll never forgive you no would you please forgive me we'll be right back with more it's all been done a brand good ladies podcast hey evan hey do you know what a hula hoop do i know how to or do i know what one is uh what's both okay i do know how and i have no idea what one is mm. is that probably interesting is that a problem yeah it is i think it might be okay like is there something you know how to do but you don't know what it is other than (laughs) hula hooping like i'm trying to think of like what that would be like i know how to drive but i don't know how cars i mean i know i know in theory how cars work but i couldn't like well yeah fix my own car beyond certain basic maintenance i mean i guess in in theory there's a lot of shit like that right like i know how to bake cookies but I have no idea what chemical reactions are happening at that molecular level that is making them rise and all that shit. Um, so I think there's a lot that I know how to do that I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's mm. worth. 
You know what I but mean? But you don't know. But you know what they are. You know what cookies are, and you know what all the ingredients are that go into a cookie. Sure. So is there anything where I know what it is and how to do it, but I have no idea what to call it? Or <laughs> no, I'm going to say the answer is no to that. Is there something that you can think of that you have no, a selective no, amnesia? So. Okay. Yeah, that would be really difficult because I would assume that I have an interest in it if I have mm-hmm. become good enough to master it. But to have an interest in it, I would probably need to know what to call it. So you're a master of hula hoop. Yeah. Isn't that what you asked me? I didn't. I asked you if you could do it, but I, I'm glad to know you're a master. Like, what does is, what is mastery of hula hooping entail? Um, I can do it legitimately forever without stopping. Uh, I okay. can do it on my arm. I can do it on my side. I can do it on my butt. I can do it on my hips. Are you doing one of those where you can like do like 70 hula hoops at once? Yeah, if you want me to. Sure, not a problem. I mean, you tell me what you want, and I'll I'll figure it out. Cause I am. What did you call them again? Hula hoops. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't really I can't share that with you. Okay. What they're called? Whatever it is, I am the best at it. Yes. So spin spin circles. Spin circles. You'll get caught up in the you know, spin, spin circles. circles. Um, yeah, I would say, you know what else I'm really good at, but I don't know what it, it's when I like take my fist and I like strike another man. Um, fisting, fisting. Yes. I'm so good at fisting. I like kick ass at fisting. And what is it called? Sometimes I'll like take their head under my arm and like swing their body up and then like drop it behind me. The chode stomp. Yes. I am so good at fisting and chode stomping. I could do that all day long. I listen- you must have a pretty good core to get all that done and the and the spin circling. Yeah, um, it's not bad. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but uh, people call me the apple because I got a hell of a core. <laughs> okay. Don't laugh at that. It's true. But you know, Do all the best things come in circles. I would say that's probably true. Yeah, a lot of like compact discs with podcasts on them. And speaking yeah. of all that, tying it together. Nope. I, I No? Okay, let's continue talking for a while longer. <laughs> I love listening to the CWFP, which is the casual What's Fisting podcast, where they talk <laughs> about what fisting is every week, basically. Uh, Cam and Jory were big fans of fisting back during the Attitude Era and are now back watching the fisting finale 15 years later. <laughs> Weekly recaps, thoughts, and goofs about paper fists... <laughs> Raw and smack, raw fisting and fist down. Uh, chode down. Yeah, chode down. Uh, their latest episode, Beyond the Mat, uh, they instead of talking about fisting, they finally cover some fisting related media uh, in which they talk about the 1999 documentary Beyond the Mat, uh, which has people, I guess, just talking about the. Pro- talking about Matt? The, talking about Matt. The artistry of choding and. Yeah, talking well, about I mean, Matt. Yeah, just, a, just, just Matt. I, I figure like he feel he was. Matt figured pretty prominently in. Yeah. Worldwide chode fisting. Yeah, Matt the Fistmaster Chodesman. That was his name, of course. Um, and I guess the C in CWFP might stand for chode. Chode What's Fisting Podcast. <laughs> kind of like see what's happening. It's called Chode What's Fisting. Oh, chode What's Fisting. <laughs> Check out the Chode What's Fisting Podcast at CWFPcast on Twitter. Oh. Uh, and they... Still regret? Do you think they regret having us as part of their <laughs> network? Yeah, I, I don't know. But our speaking of the Discord, because you can join a uh, casual discussion on Discord of CWFP. Our Discord's been bumping, and uh, you know, just 
other Orange Groves people have been popping in there and saying hello. Our Discord right now is populated by people who have been doing Bare Naked Ladies uh, art in Animal Crossing and putting it up on their in their houses in Animal Crossing. We've got people putting it up there, and they're fucking great. They are so talented. Um, so it's, it's cross-media at this point, buddy. We have people discussing. Uh, our friend Crantron has made a Bare Naked Ladies bracket of 32 of the best songs, and people have been filling it out. It's a joy. you got to get on that Discord, the Orange Grove's Discord. It's in our show notes. you got to get on there, E. Dickin. Dickin' I, God. I am. I am. Yeah, you're on there like six times, I know. No, people keep naming themselves after me. I, I'm only on there one time. Okay. I don't know if I believe that, but whatever. Um, Somebody just joined yesterday called Fist the Dickin. Is that you or is that somebody else? Could be me. Okay, just check. Uh, Evan, jump it up. Oh. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that unbelievably tall wheel not wide just tall it's very hard to spin it's no chode um thanks that was fun spin it again if we spin it three times in a row we end the podcast permanently okay here's a question if we did that would you actually be because now i can't i can't check you on it would you be 100 percent honest i would be 100 percent honest yes i think you're lying to me why i don't think you would let this podcast die even if it should i i i trust the wheel like, I want the wheel to be right. I, I trust the wheel. I just don't trust you. Okay. That's shitty. You're shitty, and I dislike you now. I think you would. I think you would overlook a small thing to continue doing something that you wanted to do. But do I really? We're, we're about to get into Grinning Streak, and you ran away, and all those fucking post-DVP. We're in the PPE almost. I don't yeah, know. I think, you, I think you'd push it. It'd be like... I don't know. Say we're we're everyone gets to add a movie to the list, and then we roll a dice, and but you're the one rolling the dice. Yeah. Or say like we're in a we're like picking teams in a in a, a tabletop game, and you're the one deciding, and then you end up with all your friends in the game, and everyone else gets put in the different game. Yeah, all the people that aren't my friends. Absolutely. Why would I pick them? Well, I mean, because it's a, it's supposed to be random, and you're the one assigning it. Ooh, so it I just see. happens to end up that everyone you like gets in your game. I did spin the wheel three times after Thanks That Was Fun, just to assure that we would get a good one. Because okay. because we landed on humor of the situation, and I know you hate that one. So I did this for uh, you. See, I'm doing these things for you, Ev. Not for me, but for you. That's fine. Okay. The wrong man was convicted. Who should cover this song? I think we had a lot of great suggestions at the beginning of this. Yeah, I mean, pretty much any alt band. Well, I think that any alt band could, co- any good alt band could cover it, but the lyrics are too silly for most alt bands. <sighs> yeah, it's true. Um, I like Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters would do a fine, a fine job of it. Like are Foo Fighters, because Foo silly? Fighters, they there goes my hero talking about his sandwich. Is it, shut up. Is that really what the song's about? Yeah, someone stole a sandwich. Shut up. You're a liar, and usually I love goofs on this show, but I don't know. No, it's you, true. There goes my hero. <laughs> there goes my hero. But anyway, um, yeah, I think Foo what? Fighters, they have a, like Dave Grohl has a sense of humor, uh-huh. like f- famously a sense of humor. So I think that, that Foo Fighters could do it. But again, Foo Fighters is just sort of like a, if alternative rock is white bread, Foo Fighters are like the, the like wonder bread loaf of it because they just... 
Like if you had a, a baseline of alt rock, just uh-huh. a baseline, and you had like a Venn diagram that had like extremes on either side, like Smashing Pumpkins on one on like the far end, and then some other extreme alt rocker like on the other end, because alt rock is just sort of a a, a constellation of bands. Yeah. Like Foo Fighters would be the mean. Yeah. Like they are just as much alt rock as alt rock can be. Yeah. If there is an alt rock, that's who it is. It's Foo Fighters. Oh shit. You know what though? I agree. And I, I see what you're saying. And I think that's legitimate, but I think we got to trend goofier with this. Here's what we got. Goofy lyrics that are almost sung in sort of a rap Rocky style. Oh God. You know, red hot chili peppers would kill this song, <laughs> but I don't, you think, I don't know. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think they would do fine. But the thing is, 2006 is when Red Hot Chili Peppers was turning from like a uh, like gotta get you put it in you aeroplanes gotta get to put it in you to like a, a like an introspective sort of like uh, song like I mean Under the Bridge is a great song and they kind of trended more towards that after they got off of heroin okay that's fair so I think that I think they could do this and I think they could do it fine but I don't think this song is funky enough for them here's the thing Ev 2006 was when the song Danny California came out so they were still pretty fucking goofy. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm I'm looking at Stadium Arcadium. That was the album that it was on, which is, uh, I believe, didn't you just post the status the other day that Danny California was stuck in your head for? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Getting bone and stay on Mississippi. It's such <laughs> yeah. a goofball song. The, the video is actually really good, though. Oh, I, I finally found I found it. The video is actually really good. I need to watch the video. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of other alternative 90s bands that could do as good i do agree with foo fighters i think dave grohl we've seen his chops with tenacious d and shit in terms of goofball yeah. stuff yeah but i mean foo fighters is just someone who could do any alt song and do it yeah they wouldn't it wouldn't do a great job they wouldn't do a bad job but they do it they do it okay they'd do a job sure could we hear a? could we hear a like a garbage doing this no garbage is not they did a fucking james bond song they're not gonna stoop to 2006 bare naked ladies I don't know. Yeah, you might be Weezer. Weezer was alt. Yeah. Could yeah, a Weezer they, I mean, be Weezer? But Weezer, there's so much crossover with, uh, like, yeah, there's just so much crossover between Weezer and BNL, I think. Really? Was that is that bad? I mean, is it bad if there's a lot of... Do you mean crossover musically or crossover in terms of fandom or... Okay, how about this? Chumbawamba. Sure. I mean, <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Th- I'm just trying to think of all like the one hit wonder alt bands that I remember back like crash test dummies. Yes. You think they would do like some people are just all for show. Oh, fucking blind melon. Blind melon would kill this song. Yeah. Yeah. I guess no his voice is, like, I feel, I feel like his, his voice doesn't really, um, go to this song. Like, <sighs> yeah, you might be right. I don't know. All right. So what do we land on? I think what we landed on was no, Black Margaritas. Margaritas. <laughs> I mean, no doubt was a 90s alt rock band, sort of. They were a ska band, but yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. Sorry. They got, they got pushed into the they got pushed into the alt rock because literally everybody who played rock music was an alt was alternative, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Sorry, ska captain in the world of yesterday. Hey, that's my new nickname for you. And it was scathing. I'm upset oh, what about, uh, that you haven't responded to it and instead going to say something else. Go ahead. What about the Toadies? Sure. I don't know who that is. Who are the Toadies? They sing Possum Kingdom. I don't know that song. I cannot believe that you are, you call yourself a karaoke boy and you don't do Possum Kingdom. I, 
I not only do I not do Possum Kingdom, I've never heard anyone do Possum Kingdom. Uh, you probably would remember it if you heard it. Uh, We're gonna put a little Possum Kingdom in right here. I'm listening to it right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess. I I don't know. Do you think it matches this? Well, this song doesn't match it. That was just the song they're famous for. Okay. But, like, I actually listen to a lot of Toadies, and I think they would do a pretty good job of uh, of this. All right. Fair. All right. So I guess we're landing on the Toadies here. That works for me. No. But, well, if, if No Black Margaritas did sing this song, do you think it would be Jimmy Buffett on vocals? Yes. Yes. Like, uh, uh, unequivocally, <laughs> like a, yes. Like a Calypso, for like marimba version of this song? Well, I don't think, no, I think he's doing the Vox. I think uh, Gwen and uh, uh. and Johnny are doing the, the backing parts, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, that makes sense. Because I think if you mix country with ska, you end up with alt. It's like a color wheel, right? If you mix red and yellow, you get orange. Sure. I think alt is just alt just lives at the uh, where the colors are next to each other. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, it's right in the middle. It's when you just splish them all together. Uh, anyway, no black margaritas as usual is our answer. <laughs> Always and forever. Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our tiny, tiny, tiny dancers. Uh, if you have an email that you want to shoot us, please, please, please do. Our email address is itsallbeendonepodcast at gmail.com. Make it as goofballs as you want. Here's an email from our friend, Laura. It's her second email. Do you remember Laura, Ev? Oh. Uh, yeah, of course, I, of course I do. If you don't, you're going to remember her as we go through this. This email is called Truth Versus Belief. Thank you so much. Oh God! <laughs> Thank you so okay, much for mind. taking my. It all came back my, to me. My previous question, and I'm delighted to know that Evan. Sorry about last time. I believe she called you Evan the whole time or something. That's fine. Um, is a belief. I mean, truther. Wink, wink. I forward inf- information about your podcast to Dr. Roger Spur, who, as Evan likely knows, is the founder of the Mud Fossil University. There are so many wonderful revelations I've gleaned about the universe from his classes on YouTube, and I'm saddened that Saker sounds like a real S word. Skeptic, LOL. Get your mind out of the gutter. But in reality, skepticism is very healthy, obviously. Now, obviously, I'm all caught up on the podcast, and I have to say, you two gentlemen are very funny. I would say you have a career on Hollywood to look forward to, but I wouldn't want a couple of strapping young boys like you to get hooked on adrenochrome like Tom Hanks. (laughs) But since I've caught up, I've noticed that you talk a lot less about zoology in recent months, and I would like to know if it was at the band's request or at the behest of someone else. If nothing else, this really supports the prevailing theory that St- Stephen, spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Stephen left <laughs> the band because they were bought off by the Trudeau family and he wanted to keep it real. But to ask you a question, if you were to tell a complete novice to the band a single song that would get them hooked, which would each of you pick? I'm getting my granddaughter a song for her birthday next week and wanted to support Mr. Page. Thank you so much, Laura. Ooh, this is this is it's it's so uh, important because like we talked about this. How are we going to introduce a new generation to alt rock? Yes, absolutely. When well, I believed how we are going to introduce our children to Bernicke Ladies was also discussed in the past, but that was discussed through a series of smells. I think we were going to <laughs> <laughs> we were going to introduce our kids to BNL uh, with various flavors and scents. Um, so how would you? I mean, 
well, her birthday was next weekend. This email was sent on April 21st. So we're so sorry, Laura. We hoped you picked something good. Um, but uh, for next year, for Laura's granddaughter, uh, first off, before we handle that, do you have any comment on any of Laura's three previous paragraphs before we get to her question? Oh, about the Mud Fossil University? I mean, Mud Fossil University, about Steven leaving the band because the band was bought by the Trudeau family, about uh, Tom Hanks getting hooked on Adrenochrome. Any of that? I mean, what, what do you want me to say? I just, I wanted to know if you had anything to say about it. I wondered if you had any comment. The answer is no, I know. I- yeah, I mean, it's just like, if I had, if... I mean, she just basically cut and paste the Wikipedia page of Tom, like Tom Hanks's Wikipedia page, Justin Trudeau's Wikipedia page. Like it's all, it's all straight from the headlines. Sure. And some say that's what it's all been done or with the, actually. Or as we like to call them, the footlines, because they're not up front. They're, they're at the bottom, but they're the thing that hold up the entire argument. You got it, my friend. You got it. See, the head makes the decision. The head, the head is what you look at immediately like your your uh your your human idea you 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 you're supposed to look at the face like you immediately go to the face you put two little eyeballs on anything sure and they immediately become a, a anthropomorphize you immediately become alive so like the the headlines are the things that are supposed to catch your eye they're supposed to catch your attention but the thing is the foot line when you bury the lead that's the key and that's what we're doing here we're burying it but the see you couldn't get anywhere without feet So the song that I would pick... Is that what you wanted? Is that what you wanted, <laughs> That Saker? was exactly what I wanted. Thank you. That's going to make good casting, my friend. Uh, I I don't know. I What what is the best song for a fucking Biano Novice? I am... Well, here's the question. How old is her granddaughter? Uh, that's never stated. Let's say her granddaughter is 14. Okay. Okay. So, granddaughter 14 years old, I am buying a song for her. The song that I am going to buy. I'm giving you a single song for your birthday. <laughs> to support Mr. Page. Um, well, here's the problem. It's coming from your grandma, so it's immediately going to get, like, two strikes. Yeah, that's true. So, we got, see, I'm hesitant to pick, like, my favorite song, because I feel like you need to understand a lot of context to understand mm-hmm. people's favorite Brennigan Lady songs, right? Like, some fantastic is just not going to come to you in a dream and be a great song. Um, mm. The thing is, they're all they're all hooky. So I think if you could get any one of, like, you are my top ten favorite songs and play it for a kid ten times, like, for, not force that, like, make them experience it. Like, they don't have to, you're not forcing them to listen to it, but it's just being played around them right. so they can't not hear it. Sure. I feel like that's going to get stuck in their head, whether that's a good thing or not, sure. because BNL is so good at the hooks. Sure. It's going to worm their way in. So you're discounting, um, like maybe like, uh, concert freestyles that they've done. That's not the song that she should buy for her, for her granddaughter. <laughs> no, no. Dat fodder. It might be, f- that might be fun to do a, to get a dat fodder or to get like a green pants freestyle or Phoenix, Arizona freestyle in there. That'd be a good time. Um, but you're right. I think you're right. Um, God, I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to say, especially considering the, uh, age perhaps mm-hmm. I would say the best song to start her with is one little slip, uh, bare naked ladies song from chicken little. Uh, cause you've got the Disney connection, you know, they're going to love that. Um, you've got, it's, it's short two minutes, 50 seconds, not going to be much of a tax on the old brain, right? You don't have to sit there and really decipher it. It's catchy. It's hooky. It's just, it fucking rocks. It's a good song. Um, that's where I would go. Is there anywhere that you would go offhand? Mm. Like you can't, well, if- you can't give the kid like a lovers in a dangerous time. Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. 
I think I'd have to say uh, probably probably Grim Grinning Ghosts there, from the uh, Haunted Mansion soundtrack. Hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. A little bit of La 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 Lemon, maybe? Are you you're not with me on that one? Uh, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's uh, anything from a soundtrack that was meant to be for a child <laughs> is, uh, yeah, probably. I'm just following your lead, man. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's perfect. Um, so yeah, so, so get on God, you know what? I know you don't give a shit, but I feel like bare naked ladies should be in kingdom hearts and that has no relevance to you, but they've had two Disney songs. Okay. Why? Because they're like, they should have a, they should have a song and they should have a song and they shouldn't like the band should show up and I think they should. Wouldn't that be a blast? Well, do any other bands like full bands show up in kingdom hearts? Lance bait, Lance Bass from NSYNC is Sephiroth. Right, but that's a voice. You you want them to literally show up as the bare naked ladies. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? For no one. If there was Naked Town or something, and like you had to go there, and well, or maybe just Sora when he reboots into that town, he uh, he reboots as Ed and. Yeah, who do you think? Which of the which of your companions do you think would get along with the bear, with the the Beanakes best? Like, I think Goofy and Ed are meant to be together. Yeah. Well, right? uh, so so yeah, better yet is who do they turn into when they reboot? Goofy turns yeah. into Ed. Donald turns into Ty. Just the a- yeah. angry... Uh, yeah, I like that. And who does Sora turn into? Who does he reboot into? Oof. Oof. Good question. Um, I mean, he's kind of a nothing burger sort of guy. You think it's Kev? It <laughs> might be Kev. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you got uh, Kev to... Well, Kev plays the keyboard. Sora uses the keyblade. Uh, nail on the fucking head. <laughs> Good call. So here's what you do, Laura. Don't buy your granddaughter a fucking VNL single. Go to her with this information. Engage her with the Kingdom Hearts discussion. That's, franchise. that's Kingdom what Hearts she franchise. wants. She wants discussion about the Kingdom Hearts franchise. So get her get her there, and then you'll truly be her favorite grandmama. Yeah. Instead of get her Kingdom Hearts, she'll be playing through Kingdom Hearts, but instead of having a regular soundtrack, it's just VNL songs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Don't play the fucking Kingdom Hearts. Don't allow her to listen to the voice acting. She should just be all the albums on loop during kingdom hearts playthrough yes perfect great hope we solved that problem for you laura <laughs> evan there's yeah. another one uh, usually i say in the can but down the drain another hour and a half of our lives will never get back yeah do you think it was well spent uh, is it worth it are you gonna when you're sitting on like your deathbed or something and reliving your life like when it's flashing before your eyes and you see the i don't know 250 hours, 400 plus hours you spent editing and recording this podcast, 500, 1,000 hours of your life. What are you going to think? I'll think, God, I sure did bring smiles to people's faces. I brought smiles to up to 11 people's faces. (laughs) I will think of right now when I hear my son crawling around on the floor upstairs and thinking about him and his mother having such a good time and me down here in a basement recording a podcast with my friend Evan. But I'll, I'll also think, gosh, I sure did make some great friends along the way, didn't I? Did you? I sure did win a Columbus Podcast Award, didn't I? Yeah, we did. We d- I, got to, I think that is a seeing how confused and <laughs> upset they were. I'm so bummed they got canceled this year. I would have brought like well, 16 euros and stuffed yeah, that we, fucking we a whole box. A whole bag of fucking euros I, this time. I would have said when we accepted our award, everybody, we hired a euro truck. It's outside. They're on us. Go wild. <laughs> that would have been a fucking blast. We would have spent way more money on this podcast than we already have, which is a lot. 
Yeah. So, well, anyway, uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. Catch us on Facebook. It's all been done. A better good ladies podcast. Uh, leave us a five star review. Evan, we got two more reviews. We're up to 50 reviews, but neither of them what? left words. They just left numbers. And I can't, I can't tell what numbers they left because I don't know how to do that on iTunes. But 50 iTunes reviews seems like a lot. It isn't. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're doing good. We want to get it up to 100, though. So I want 50 more people to leave an iTunes oh, review with the following words. Bare-naked ladies. I barely knew them. <laughs> That's it. Five stars, please. Uh, join the Discord. Join our Patreon. Gosh, we're going to have a good time. Uh, come talk to us in the chat. We want to talk to you. Yeah, leave a, leave a review, but uh, with lots of Justin Bieber vital statistics. Yes. Leave Justin Bieber's... Justin Bieber. Birth date, 1994, March 3rd. Resting heart rate, 63 beats per minute. Vital statistics and vital signs. That's what we want <laughs> yes. from, the, from the Biebs. Good. Perfect. Uh, okay. Ebo, uh, what are you plugging this week? Um, you know, pseudoscience. I don't feel like pseudoscience is on the news anymore. That's true. <laughs> Man, I miss it. I'm going to plug Scientology. Good. Speaking of yeah. pseudoscience, I feel like yeah. we should do a pseudo-religion, too. Sure. That was a lot of fun. Ebbo. Yeah. I'll see you again in one, one week. week. I'm Cam. I'm Jory. And we're the hosts of CWFP. The casual wrestling fan podcast. Your weekly universe-friendly alternative for WWE wrestling recaps, discussion, and riffs from two friends who just love wrestling. And occasionally also New Japan, Impact, and All Elite thoughts as well. If you're tired of Mark's constantly booing a product they <laughs> regularly support and pay for, you can find us hosted on the Orange Groves Network or through your preferred podcasting app. Wait, why won't The Undertaker stop booing the company?